Bowie speech where he's talking about the axis of evil and every fucking border guard is just like, I remember those places! (laughs) 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 The axis of evil. (laughs) Do you remember him talking about that when it was like, it was um, like the early 2000s? And I think he's talking about North Korea, uh, Iraq, Iraq or Iran, and I want to say Libya. Because this is when they're like, all right, let's fuck off the Kim dynasty and Gaddafi. From threatening America or our friends and allies with weapons of mass destruction. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Some of these regimes have been pretty quiet since September the 11th. But we know their true nature. North Korea is a regime arming with missiles and weapons of mass destruction while starving its citizens. Iran aggressively pursues these weapons and exports terror. Terror. While an unelected fusion that is already... I want the axis of the evil part. Man, it is kind of nice watching these videos again. It just felt like a world that we didn't live in, but we did live in. Yeah, Yeah. well, I mean, it's not like we're... We're what, like... Five? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're not... We're not paying attention. Like, I remember when 9-11 happened. Not as a kid. I just remember my parents actively trying to, like not have the television on oh see that I rem- was their approach i remember watching it as a as a kid mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 i was in i was in russia at that time and i remember just seeing it my mom and dad would be at the tv yeah. every night because it was going on for days right yeah trying to like, figure out what what's gonna that? happen yeah. right yeah. yeah and then several years later when i came here and you know i was a uh, uh, not a child anymore i realized oh that's what those videos were mm. it was 9-11 yeah i remember seeing uh like news footage of the u.s soldiers like boots on the ground in iraq and like just totally not understanding i was like oh like war which i like kind of understand but like i don't really understand why it's happening or anything i'm just like well like what okay like there's america's at war somewhere i didn't even really understand like where Mm -hmm. it was and like all that Mm mm-hmm but I still remember, like, yeah, I remember watching the news, like, the day of 9-11, and I think my dad was supposed to travel for work. Like, not to New York, but, like, it was one of those things mm. where, like, you know, anybody who was on a plane two months prior or two months after was probably just like, oh, my God, I'm terrified <laughs> of flying yeah. now, right? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I remember those. Those are, like, the only two things I remember. I don't really remember anything about, um, like, any, like, political stuff or... Yeah, it was just kind of maybe seeing a video off of CNN or CBC or something. Global news, probably. Global, yeah. yeah. That was the parents. I fucking hate global news. I kind of, you know, global was kind of fun. I feel like 10 years ago they did local stories Mm -hmm. and, you know, local news reporters and things were pretty light. But now it's it's kind of turned into like a almost daily hive clickbaity kind of news site. Yeah, where's global even? And they turned into a 24 hour news. Yeah, that's what. That's what. That's what resorts to 24. That's what ruins every news organization because you like. Yeah. You get the Anderson Cooper or like I'm gonna I'm gonna just like throw out wild hypotheses so we can have like i said that word wrong so we can have like an hour long an hour long discussion (laughs) about something that's not even really happening it's like a guess and now and then people get all worked up about it yeah except they're trying to do it with local news yeah right right or just like a provincial context kind of thing with some canadian context in it yeah it's very strange and they're trying to do like their own streaming service and stuff now too oh really they're just yeah putting their foot in everything well i think it's 
like uh any of these new i guess because it's global is a chant like a a network i guess more so than just a news it's like global network not just global news i think i think it's called global news tv now yeah so they have like global tv and i think any i don't know smart kind of like network station whatever you want to classify them as they're like well axis of evil yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go i think they uh realize like if we're not on the internet like no 20 yeah, once yeah. once a 20s whatever year old moves out of their parents place there's no way they're if they're paying for t like tv and cable yeah. there's no well, way they're adding fucking global news to that shit see i didn't even i didn't even know they were still around yeah yeah exactly point in case yeah because we, we don't have cable yeah yeah and who does? Yeah, well, I, mean, I I still live at home, so we have cable. But like, actually, yeah, they, if I'm we have cable, oh, do you? yeah, well, the, the you know the Jack, Jackie's uh, brother and yeah sister and all oh, they, gotcha. they, they we we take their cable. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, your landlord pays <laughs> yeah, for cable. Our landlord, and you get access. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, so gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. That's weird. But I mean, the cable for I mean maybe for sports, but then you can just pay for the sport passes. Yeah, and then you get I, the uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't pay for passes. We we stream it. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, yeah. I pay for the hockey one cuz I can watch like any game I want and I'm a Sharks fan so like finding Sharks games is like fucking hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's really not, man. It's not for what's the streaming stuff, but they also edit all the games into like highlight reels, okay. like every single game like an hour or two after it's over. So Oh, gotcha. And okay. I'm like I've been in like fantasy pools the last couple of years. So it's like okay. sick. I can, instead of watching two hours of game, I can watch yeah. the highlights of every game and kind of like understand who's playing well and stuff to yeah, like yeah, yeah. do the fantasy stuff. Yeah. Um, I see. But I if see. I wasn't doing fantasy hockey, I probably wouldn't pay for it. Yeah. True. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like the, thanks very much, Brad. Um, it's like the zone too though, right? Like the zone has, you could stream soccer games, but you can't watch four screens at once. But you know, yeah. on the zone, you can. Ooh. I think that's uh, what Josh uses for F one is the zone. Formula one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they. So yeah, it's like they screen that. screens. No, he just uses that to like get access to that. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Cool, Appreciate thanks. it. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Um, is there any like topics you wanna like? Any talking points? Anything for the pod stuff that you? Oh, I thought well, we already started. Yeah, <laughs> we've already started. Yeah, yeah I but mean... I do, I do want to mention one thing when we were talking about this whole uh, yeah, access of evil stuff and like what we were reminiscing when we were uh, yeah. when we were kids is I as an Afghan, America America does a very good job at promoting its army right and mm-hmm. <clears throat> and patriotism and whatever. I, the exceptionalism of those folk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> as they I, say. Yeah. I, as an Afghan in Canada, would watch these things, right? Because the media was all American, especially in my formative years, right? Yeah. The Simpsons, Family Guy, and all that stuff. Yeah. There was so much um, pride in their country. And I felt that too. You know, for a moment, I was like, fuck yeah, the army, you know, and yeah. guns and bombs and stuff. Against my own country, yeah, yeah, right. They do a great job of creating. That's like, interesting. You, yeah. you understand why people fall into the like patriotism trap. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to a sports game in yeah. in the U.S., but like, anytime I go to Portland, I love to go see the like basketball. Yeah. Um, Trailblazers. Trailblazers, yeah. And I swear to God, I've been three times, and every single time it's like Patriot Night, 
and they have like <laughs> they'll zoom in and it's like this is air lieutenant blah blah yeah, blah yeah, and the yeah. whole Pull arena duty. the yeah, whole uh, arena goes nuts for them he's got a kill like, count of 40 people like how, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woo, get them terrorists and you're just like <laughs> of, children of, uh, yeah. co- of course of course that like okay. imagine being at that basketball game uh, and yeah. like you have a shitty family life and you see a whole arena cheering louder for the dude in camo than the yeah. the guys getting paid millions yeah, to play yeah, basketball. Yeah. That's going to that's going to make you think twice. You're going to be like, "Oh shit, that's what I want to do." When you're 10, you don't fucking realize the PTSD and the trauma that you're going to get from that. Dude, you're absolutely right. So, several years ago, 2018, we watched the Sharks game. I was in San Jose. And uh my god, the anthem. I mean, I know the anthem I know the anthem. Yeah. How could you not know the U.S. anthem? It's yeah. tr- makes yeah, you feel you, so prideful. Yeah. Especially when the electric guitar comes in. Oh, like, my God, man. Not even American. And I swear my posture gets better. I, yeah. Honest to God. Yeah. You know, you, oh, Canada, it's good. It's yeah. nice. It's good. It's nice. Yeah, it's, Afghan yeah. national anthem, it's good. It's nice. Yeah. Russian, okay. But American, oh, my God. Mm. Make me American. Yeah. yeah. America. Yeah. So. It's almost like a kind of a pseudo country song in some ways. You know, the, you yeah, add a little, yeah, you yeah. Know, a little twang of the singer. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. Get George W. Not? up there singing yeah. along. Oh, I bet he, I bet he just belts it. And in his shower, he's just showering. He's like <laughs> every day. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's got that thing on lock. Yeah, but yeah, literally makes me do one of these as a as the anthem goes on. Yeah, yeah. and it, I mean, that is kind of I mean that growing up, you and even the advertisements of being recruited for yeah. for the military Everywhere. are so pointed. But now they've changed to like a different tune. For example, I sent you a ad for the U.S. military recently, yeah, okay. and it was it was like it was marketed to like California yuppies. Oh, and I was what? like, I was like, who ever thought that this was gonna go over well? Oh well, yeah, I think this would did it. No, I don't think so. <laughs> China versus Russia versus USA. Oh yeah, it's like uh, comparing a Russian uh, recruitment ad to an American one. Was it who did better, Russia? Uh, well, they're just it's just uh, the way drastically they... different. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I it might be this. Russia's kind of looks like uh ad for a video game. Yeah, let's just see if it's this. Might be this. Think it's this. Emma. Uh, oh my seems, god. Oh yeah, seems... the down votes. It's definitely it. <laughs> oh no way. Look at the down oh, votes. Oh my god. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Oh, and it's actually posted by the army. Yeah, too. and it's anime. Whoa, it looks like a TV show. This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot missile defense systems. <laughs> It begins in California. Oh, you know what? I, I, I think I figured it moms. out. They're they're recruiting wow. the future drone operators, man. Mm, they're making oh, it. Shit. They're making it cartoon, and they're appealing to yeah. people who traditionally wouldn't want to join the army. Yes, because you don't want real combat. You want to make it look like a game. Yeah. You want to make it look appealing. You come want you want an office job. 
You want an office job that's guaranteed forever? We're always wow. going to have somebody yeah. to blow up. There's always going to be somebody to blow up somewhere. Yeah. Come join us. We got a, <laughs> it's a Patriot missile system you're going to be operating. And don't worry, Not- our offices are cool, comfortable. We got sleeping pods. We got putting greens. You get, <laughs> come join the bureaucrat lifestyle. You, you get stock options and war bonds. Oh, war shit. bonds, yeah. The defense stocks, my God. But look at that. Look at that. Look at that scenery. It's sunset. Yeah, it's beautiful. They're on the pier. Come on, they're on the, the pier. Ferris wheel family. Life is good over here. Oh my God, uh, that is. I, I want to play this out. I want to. We go. We gotta. Although I had a fairly typical childhood, took ballet, played violin, I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. Oh no. When I was six years old, one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed. Doctors said she might never walk again. Oh, so they actually need the medical benefits from the army. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Eventually, standing at the altar to marry my other mom. She's a survivor. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class and then attended UC Davis, where I joined a sorority full of other strong women. Oh, my God. Wow. You know, you know what? I think approach. I want to see Emma debate Ben Shapiro. <laughs> and then Emma decided I wanted to blow up people. <laughs> I began feeling like I'd been handed so much in life. A sorority girl stereotype. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'd spent my life around inspiring women. But what had I really achieved on my own? Not One of my sorority sisters was studying abroad in Italy. Yeah, yeah, they, this is her Instagram profile Everest. right here. I needed my own adventures. My own challenge. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength. Oh and maybe God. shatter some stereotypes along the way. I swear to God, the person who did this ad was also the uh, creative director of Archer. Does not look exactly <laughs> oh, the like animation. Archer. Yeah. Animation yeah. does, yeah. How do you I'm not... U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling. Reporting for duty. How do you not want to join the army? That it was giving me tingles. Have, Don't worry, I'm not. Have, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not lying. I'm not. I'm not lying either, yeah. man. Have you seen this? The CIA diversity ad? No. Okay. I mean, now I'm a little excited. C- CIA um, CIA diversity ad Latinx. Are you serious? Yeah. What? Because uh, yeah. like Latino is no longer a PC. It's Latinx. That's it. Latin. Oh, this one. Yeah. Oh, this is good, yeah. This is a good one, too. This one really makes me want to go overthrow democratically elected governments. (laughs) (laughs) I love the rah-rah. Let's go communism. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, that's what we're fighting against. Let's make it completely clear. Yeah, we're (laughs) we're fighting against communism by doing things way worse than communist governments. Okay, okay. (laughs) Be colored me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English, while also belting Guayaquil de Misa. I don't understand what's going on. I can't yeah, even follow she's, this. She's, she's Mores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. 
and then <laughs> strangle them both into a pedophile <laughs> child sex ring. Holy <laughs> shit. Holy hell. Yeah. I'm going to I'll topple a warlord and then <laughs> change my baby's diaper. <laughs> I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. That, what what is that you re- mean? Yeah, can you replay that again? Sorry. Um that was a lot of buzzwords. What, what what is what is cisgender? Cis just means like you're straight or straight appearing. Oh. Well, yeah. So like I, I you would have like either like cis privilege because you're like born in the body that you think you should have so like if you're born a dude or you're born a woman and you're like i am a man sounds like a medical condition like i got cis all over my body or something literally sounds like cis yeah (laughs) okay let's gender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder i am intersectional that's actually who the cia look for yeah i that man (laughs) My existence is not a box checking exercise. It makes it a lot easier to kill them off with pills if they go rogue. A woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I really want to see the photo with Dick Cheney and and her. That would be be so ironic. Could you just imagine her saying all this and then it's just her and Delvia and Cheney like... Two thumbs up. They're like kneeling over a tiger that they hunted together. Yeah, yeah. Or it's just like it's like new new photos from Abu Ghraib serving. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, God, that's that's Thanks bad. This organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent. And sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons. And I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome. But at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I don't know if the bureaucrats like that fist right there. You wow. see that? You see that? Yeah. I, see, I don't. I don't. I feel. I feel like this is just a CIA psyop video. A hundred percent. That's exactly. I. I was just. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Because. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's the fucking CIA. Like, what are they doing? I feel like everything this. they yeah. do is a psyop, though. I don't trust anything that the CIA. I'm like, eh, well, like you know, when the Pentagon was releasing like UFO footage and stuff. Oh yeah. I'm like, I, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, what else? What else? What else? <laughs> if you what a, else is happening? Yeah. If you're a CIA psychologist, you just put this out and you know the reaction. If yeah. you're in tune with the culture, you're gonna understand the reaction, and they'll just they'll just look through the comments. How do people react? What is the down vote? That's true. That's true. I don't know. There's a lot of information you could pull out from. Uh, I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy, rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth. Command your space. What do you think she does? Because... I mean, we all know the CIA's real business is. Uh, well, I would say, what's the United <laughs> Fruit Company go by now? Uh, is the, it Dole? What? Is it United Fruit Company that, or is it Chiquita? Oh, I guess I gotta look it up. What is it? Where, where are you going with? It? Okay, so we got Dole and 
Okay, wait. United <clears throat> Fruit Company. The United Fruit Company campaigned the CIA and the American public to help them overthrow a government so they could sell more fucking bananas. The, banana, <laughs> the whole Banana Republic thing, right? Yeah. Ah, ah, it's Chiquita. <laughs> yeah, it's Chiquita now. Yeah, they had to rebrand because they were hiring paramilitaries in South America that were murdering school children to keep their power so that they could maintain, so, like... Uh, their monopoly on bananas? On, on fruit, yeah. Because it's such, it. it's such a low-margin game that they, like... We're like, yeah, we're just going to use paramilitaries that are willing to kill people to like... I blame California for this too, partly because of their high support for, you know, whatever their lifestyle they're promoting at the time, but... Bananas were part of that. Let me just tell, let me just say I think that. yeah, you're thinking avocados and almonds. It's the same thing, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's avocados, bananas. Right. They say you can live off of avocados or bananas. They're they're kind of the same thing. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Fun yeah. fact, also bananas, the whole like bananas are healthy. Another bullshit story made up by the United Fruit Company to sell more bananas. That what bananas are healthy. No. Yeah. What about the potassium in them? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a really sugar-filled fruit that they like modified to be as big as it is it's really I like love bananas yeah i started like just kind of like <laughs> yeah. shit on you there but i had a banana this morning actually before that i had two bananas today i had bananas this morning and the morning before that and the morning before that every day how do you guys tomorrow. both feel about supporting violence in south america through your banana habit now I feel sad. <laughs> I don't want more bananas. <laughs> I'm going to stop. Boycott bananas. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm going to buy locally grown bananas. That's right. That's what in we're going to do. In my backyard. Yeah. Yeah, well. We're going to grow them. I yeah, have same. seen yeah. one palm tree in my neighborhood, so maybe I can grow some bananas. Uh-huh. <laughs> Be slanging bananas out the whip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show up to Whole Foods. You could sell them there for sure. Oh, locally yeah. grown. Oh, just yeah. they don't they don't buy any. Just set up a stand out front. Yeah. And Fuck then, like, Whole Foods. Yeah. We'll take it. We'll make, take their market share. Make some Instagram <laughs> Instagram infographics about how bad uh, non locally grown bananas are. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's it, dude. Go viral. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It is. I mean, the CIA's operations. I gotta hand it to them, man. It. It's a game of chess, and they have nailed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They get done what they want to get done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, how many how many countries have they attempted coops coops and coops coups coups coops? They're, coo- they're cooping up. Like seventy two, right? Yeah. Some, uh, shout shout out to Cuba. They're like the one place that managed to uh, hold off the Americans. Well, they held off, and then what is America doing? Sanctions. Yeah, it sanctioned the living shit out of you. Yeah, and, and then, then the Cuban people respond, being like, "Oh, we'll s- still somehow make it work." Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, they they tried, they, right? They tried. There was a list. I think it was like thirteen. Uh, oh, look up, look up, USA coup d'état master list. Yeah, there's a whole. There every single country in Europe. Is it? That's the Scroll down. Scroll down. Right here. No, 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 no. Um. Okay. Uh. By country, maybe. USA attempting to throw a government master list. Attempting to overthrow. It would also help if you spelled coup d'etat right. Okay. Oh, <laughs> well, you know what? I am USA I'm not the... attempting to overthrow government master okay. list. Attempting. You know what? I am not the brightest guy out there when it comes to spelling things. To overthrow. Oh, to, to overthrow. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Try Google, maybe. Yeah. 
Just open like one Google tab. I don't want to give them too many fucking search dollars. Uh, Why not? Why? Fuck Google? Just fuck all the big tech companies, man. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Shit. Okay, so USA. USA attempting to... Attempting... To overthrow government. Uh, master list. Yeah. There we go. Look at that. I typed that fast. Okay. Overthrowing. Yeah, their first one. That first one. one. Oh, yeah. Google. So I blame DocDocGo now. There you go. Overthrowing the oh. There's a whole essay on this. This is just a list. Wow. So ever since the Second World War, when they realized they can flex their guns and make money. Shit. Yeah, once they had the like political power and yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. The European colonial powers were too broke to do shit. Yeah, can't, yeah. Can't maintain my uh, can't maintain my colony my colonies. So the U.S. they like part of like the resolutions where the European powers had to give up their um colonies or like begin the process for that. And, oh, like, what? Yeah, that was like yeah. Same thing with like World War One. That's why so many countries were made like created after World War One is because Woodrow Wilson, the U.S. President at the mm-hmm. time was a huge advocate of um, like self determination. Okay. So like that's why you have like Yugoslavia and like so and like the Austrian Hungarian Empire when it breaks up. There's all these new countries that are formed, and that's because like the Americans were like, "Hey, if a group of people says that they want their independence, they should be entitled to that." Like, because it's weird because the U.S. has this very like libertarian ethos about it but they don't live by it all the time because of the realities of geopolitics so it's this very like controversial thing where they're like you have to give up your colonies but once you give up your colonies and then they start to cause problems and the soviets are willing to swoop in and we're worried about the risk of communism we're gonna throw money at it to make sure that they don't fall to communism and then you get this super fucked up world of like international finance with the IMF and the World Bank mm-hmm. where they're like, okay, well, you have to treat your people fairly to get um, like access to these loans. Like you have to abide by these rules. But then like the countries that do get the loans, like they just kind of like understand how to like play it to the u.s media so that they can get the money and then it's all like goes to corrupt officials uh, yeah, yeah but then the u nice. the u.s also is kind of okay with building these corrupt client states because as long as it's corrupt that means that american business can operate there effectively they've built the corruption in a way that allows american businesses to operate well they understand that hey I, jumping through bureaucracy here in america is a pain in the fucking ass so when we build a client state with resources that we want, we're going to make sure that we can extract them with U.S. companies based on the IMF or the World Trade Organization treaties that they've signed and have gotten into. Mm-hmm. They then have to buy uh, products from us. It's it's There's the, a full the, interlock. It's the, next generation, it's the next generation of colonialism. That's why people will call it neocolonialism. Mm-hmm. And China, not to like, advocate in favor of it, they've kind of like have their like, chinese spin on it where they're like we don't give a fuck what you do Mm -hmm. we're not gonna put boots on the ground as long as you have a central government that can allow us to build infrastructure the entire way the chinese economy has been built is building these five-year plans where you build a ghost city and then in 10 years there's 18 million people there and it's a thriving economy the thing is you what do you do when you run out of space to do that in china that's why china is handing out infrastructure products like candy they're financed by chinese banks so that they can 
have the repayments go back to China. They're built by Chinese construction companies. And then when you default on these payments, who now has all this infrastructure that they can be like, hey, you know who owns this mine because you can't repay the loan? The Chinese Mining Corporation. You know who owns this port? China. China. And where do they own it? They opened their first military base outside of China in a a country called Djibouti. It's like right in the Horn of Africa, kind of near like Saudi Arabia and like the Gulf of uh, Hermaz. Djibouti. Hermaz. I always say it. It's the Gulf right off. uh, uh, Djibouti? Djibouti, yeah. DJ A. Oh, yeah, there you go. Okay, well, yeah, so they, yeah, China opened their first military base there outside of the, uh, outside of China. Yeah. Oh, that's a tiny country. And like, it's tiny, but you look at where it is, it's, it's, it's because they want to have military influence in the shipping route because the Iranian oil that is sanctioned. Who, you think China gives a fuck about that sanction? Why do you think that military base exists oh, there? That couldn't God. be more obviously strategic. This is so poignant. That. And if yeah. you, it it has something. Italy that. has a military base there. Mm. Like it's there's so many countries that operate, and that's like it's such a small country, doesn't have much going on. I'm pretty sure like most it's, of their money is payments. It's kind of from like, foreign governments to operate. There. It's kind of wow. like the Gibraltar of this part of entrance into. Yeah, it's you know, it, uh, you know into the Mediterranean or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're right beside all the OPEC countries. Yeah, what is that that partition? What sea is that in uh, between that's, Saudi and? That's the Gulf of. It starts with an H. Hermaz, Hermaz. Yeah, interesting, yeah. interesting. So, so China's whole philosophy is build some infrastructure. Yeah. Gobble it up at once, once you can. Yeah, it's either back. well, they're trying. They're essentially guaranteeing that they have customers to buy their products. Red they sea. realize that they're the Red fact. Red Sea, okay. Gulf of Aden. Mm, okay, entrance okay. to so the Red Sea. Where's the Gulf? Okay, I'm totally off base. And then there's the Persian Gulf. Okay. And then, oh, yeah, I they think got the I'm Suez thinking Canal. of this. What's the one? Ah, the Suze. Yeah. Sorry, what did you want to look at now? No, it's all good. Okay. I was just totally off with that. Is, uh, that's crazy. Look at that position that they would have. Yeah, they're working that, eh? Holy fuck. Yeah, the U.S. has a base there, too. But yeah, that oh, entrance. Which wow. isn't a surprise. Much but. like, yeah, the British got Gibraltar over here. Yeah. Wait, so when you said uh, uh, post-World War II, a bunch of these countries started forming, Pakistan and Israel was part of them? Because I know Pakistan wasn't formed until 1947. Yeah, I mean, there's so that I mean, that's that's part. I mean, so India wants independence from Britain, but at the time, like British India is like Pakistan, India, and Bangladesh, Um, and there's so much um, division within British India between there's Sikh, there's Hindu, and there's Muslims, right? Like, yeah, there there's so much conflict there. so there's like the separation of all that. But part of the reason that the European powers were willing to give up their colonies at the end of World War II is because they couldn't afford it. They're all broke. They all had to rebuild. So the U.S. is like, hey, guys, convenient time to look like the good guy and like advocate our values of like self-determination and like letting people have their sovereignty and their independence. And then they wave the stick of the Marshall Plan in front of everybody. And they're like, hey, you want to rebuild Europe? Ditch your colonies, focus on rebuilding here. Here's a shitload of money. And it's very similar to the Chinese plan where it's like, hey, we're going to finance it all and you're going to pay us back an interest and we're going to have allies that we can actually rely on. Mm. 
right? Even I believe even the Soviet Union got some money from the Marshall Plan. Oh. Yeah, yeah, because at the time they're an ally still, right? So I think they, but I think that wow. was like kind of edgy. I mean, the Soviet Union tried to j- join NATO at one point in the 50s too. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. they got shut down. It's <laughs> they're like yeah, they gave absolutely it a good old try. Yeah. They, gave, they gave it a try. Yeah, at least they tried. You know, but yeah. That's could fun. you imagine just yeah the the bureaucrats showing up whatever to the UN? <laughs> they got the papers. You know, they show up and uh, waiting for approval. Stamp. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, why not? <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> we brought vodka. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean they were like, oh. I make my own NATO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then two years later, you get the Warsaw Pact. This is literally what they did. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, those Very Russians. They're always throwing wrenches. <laughs> Jeez, I'm slipping over here. Yeah, it's because it's all they have. They don't have any bullets left, so they got to throw wrenches at the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> well, they do a good job of making it look like it. Yeah, yeah. they used to do this thing in the Cold War where because they'd have all the big parades in Moscow. So, like, first crazy thing is the tanks didn't fit down the street. So in Moscow, like, they just pulled all the buildings back, like, a couple of feet so that the tanks could roll down the, like, main street in Moscow for all their rallies. Like, all their, like, Mm. uh, Soviet, like, look at all our tank and military marching down the street. And with all the tanks and all the planes, they would, like, have like you know this is tank 12 and then they'd have like tank 98 like with the numbers yeah so, so like no one would ever really know how many tanks they had oh or like or like aircraft because they have like it numbered oh, in like God. such a confusing that's way smart. Yeah, that like you could sad. never really know yeah like honestly i think the the russians are pretty they're like the masterminds of espionage in the cold war like yeah the kgb yeah and they also is the term what is it uh Ponticum village come from Russian cities where they would make a facade. So when the ruler or, or, you know, whenever, whoever is in that power structure comes by, it's like, Oh, this village is succeeding. And, you know, look at all of their, I think, I think that comes from that era. North Korea does. Yeah. North Korea does that for sure. They had like a town like that village. Yeah. Right on the border of South Korea, North Korea, the DMZ. And they'd be like singing and like, we're so happy, but like, obviously not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Banks of the Nipir river in order to impress the Russian empress. Holy. Oh, the empress as she would pass and reassemble. Yeah. Oh yeah. Isn't this Catherine the great? Okay. So this is going a little, yeah. Yeah. This is like, yeah, this is going back. Way yeah, back. wasn't she the one that like modernized? Like she was like a huge part of the success of Russia and like really. Yeah, look at this. Uh, after the the Ottoman Empire, like because Russia and the Ottomans oh, were right. always going fucking blow for blow. Right, right, right. Pop for pop, head yeah. for head. Couple of little drive-bys in the Chevy Impala pop, with the pop. twenty-inch blades. Oh man, Chevy damn, savages. Wow. Um. So I was listening to your talk, uh, I guess recently, and uh, how did that? How did the rest of it go? Like I, I, I was really picking up. I, I was kind of curious to kind of dive a little bit more into uh, your 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 thoughts on this in the industrial uh, military, military com- complex. complex. Yeah. It seemed like you, oh, you yeah. that was that was kind of the primary talking yeah, uh, points yeah. of of your presentation. Um, I particularly liked your comment about JFK as well in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess to uh, 
to start, I, I guess uh, going back to maybe where we were with this fantasization about the the U.S. military and how grand it is yeah. and how mm. tactile it is and how there is big business behind it. Like there's big conventions devoted to selling military devices, oh, yeah, contracts, yeah. Um, and entertaining that. Um, so I guess kind of going, starting there, I'd be kind of curious on... Yeah. On where, I guess maybe where you first really connected to that whole, just a complex and idea. Yeah. I mean, well, it's no doubt, right? Like even uh, as we spoke earlier, America has this huge pride on their military. I think America is probably the only one that um, talks the talk, walks the walk, because when they say they have military equipment, they have it. They'll show you that they have it. Right. Um, they also have a great advertising department, as we've displayed. Great, <laughs> yeah. Everything about their you know, yeah. whole army uh, infrastructure is amazing. And um, who was it? Uh, was it Eisenhower or was it FDR? Did Eisenhower I... gave the speech about how we need to watch out for the military industry. Oh, it was Eisenhower? Okay, yeah. yeah. So, right. So he he had even warned about it, right? Because he knew he saw. He the was a increase. general, and he was like, "Hey guys, watch the fuck out." Yeah. And nobody listened. Yeah, because he literally said, right. Money is going to be stolen from uh, much-needed resources, right? Mm -hmm. Social reform, from housing, from farming, from everything else, and it's going to be directed straight to military, which is really sad when you think about it. Um, But it... So uh, during that whole talk, right, I had to do a bunch of research, and I'm not sure if you guys picked this part up, but defense stocks, right? I see all over Twitter all the time, even right now, and it's it's horrible when you see it. These people saying, you know, buy buy defense stocks, buy Boeing, buy. So, so what would be a defense stock? So Lockheed Martin, right? They make planes, but in for their war products, they make mm-hmm. drones and they make bombings, b- bombs or whatever. Yeah. Boeing, that... I suppose they make helicopters or whatever. Um, Raytheon, there's uh, Northrop Grumman. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. It's all artillery. It's all armaments, mm. right? And a publicly traded company. Publicly traded company. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that blows up and like bullets, stuff like that. Stuff that like training equipment, like all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. think about, huh. you know how much they charge for like gloves for soldiers? Like you think they're just buying $20 gloves? I bet you those gloves that the guys wear in Afghanistan are a hundred bucks a pop. Fun. Shit like that, right? Yeah. Like, cause like, yeah, sure. You build the jets. I mean, like, if you're Lockheed Martin, you have a big contract for, like, R&D stuff, right? Yeah, so there's yeah, that. Yeah. But, like, the, the stuff where, like, look at the movie War Dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah, a perfect yeah, yeah. example, right? Like, bitter, right? The, they're, like, they're selling Army goggles and helmets. Yeah. and Oakley. Like, yeah, Oakley's a huge military supplier. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure most of the the eyewear is yeah, crosshairs oh, oh backpacks okay. oh, there you go at&t right they also provide telecommunications uh uh hardware mm-hmm. for them but if you're a huge company and you're offered you know multi-million yeah, dollar yeah, contract yeah, yeah. for a certain amount of years i mean you would take the investors it, right? would be happy certain number of right, years is so. uh as long as the american empire lives yeah yeah exactly right but that's i mean that's uh, i'm a huge proponent of capitalism but i also uh I'm not an opponent of communism and socialism to a certain extent, right? But when you get extreme, what I like to call extremist capitalism to this extent, that's just ridiculous. Because what are you doing, right? You're 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 making money and you're providing returns at the cost of what? 
it's not just you're not just making money you're not just blowing stuff up oh you know america fuck yeah you're also displacing families right yeah and, and like there's they yeah. don't have to pay for the cost like for example, you look at Syria and the refugee crisis, yeah. and then all of the so then there's refugee camps in Europe, and this is it's all over the world. So I don't want to take away from that, but well, like, yeah, exactly. Because um, Europe, they really didn't get many people. When you look at like Turkey and all the surrounding countries and the millions of people that like doesn't get any coverage, like that's important. But I'm just saying, like for example like germany isn't getting any kickback from raytheon for helping to now they have to like divert funds for these refugees right like mm. that th- that refugee shouldn't exist in the first place because that conflict shouldn't have happened exactly that's exactly. the issue see, right yeah. like um and then if those refugees come to america the taxpayers paying for it again just like they paid to buy the weapons that went and displaced that person but yeah, then yeah like it's not like Raytheon is paying to build public row. I mean, sure. I guess they are through their employees paying income tax, but I guarantee you all these companies have like tax exemptions. Yeah. They got shell shell companies and strategic tax planning. Like they're not paying into the, uh, the public system that everybody needs. Yeah. But they're exploiting it And and then they're exploiting it to more, uh, like, lower income countries where they had already are struggling to meet the needs mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're looking at, I just pulled it. Yes. 70, $715 billion was spent in the, so far in the 2022 fiscal year Qu- oh. or budget requested. Sorry. Budget, budget requested Qu- quickly pull up uh cost to end global poverty. And so 2021 was 705 billion. Holy shit. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, that this will work. Cuz I want to say that it's like less than the US military budget for one year. Just doing a quick quick scroll so we have our facts. Oh, uh, here we go. 175 billion for 20 years. So 175 if, billion. So a couple of years of US military budget. Yeah. Yeah, so wow. what? It was what 705 billion was Correct. one year. Yeah. So if the US cuts their their military budget just the U.S. Imagine if yeah. every NATO country, yeah. NATO country, cuts their military budget and just puts it to ending global poverty. Guarantee you, all the terrorist issues, all those kind of issues, they're going to become a lot less prevalent. And you know what? 100%. That ending poverty doesn't make you money, so it ain't going to happen. Exactly, exactly. And honestly, you know, in their defense, they don't need to. Literally, in their defense, they don't need to <laughs> cut, eliminate the budget. Right? Everyone needs a defense budget. Like, yeah, even yeah. Understand Canada has a defense budget. Yeah, right? yeah. Like you need to be practical. There's always yeah. going to be a need for course, a defense for sure. budget, but and even that can support system. research and development and and things that will stimulate the economy in other ways. Yeah, but absolutely. I mean, when you're looking at uh, what do we have here? Yeah, I mean, and then it's adding, you know, the other fact that okay, whatever it's counting seven one five billion plus other contract. Okay, maybe we're getting close to a trillion dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. upwards exactly. of that, right? Mm-hmm. I would love to see some kind of study where they do the like. Econo- like the cost of ending poverty versus the economic benefits, like the savings and the more economic activity you would have by ending poverty versus how much it would cost. Yeah, that would be a great Like that would be, that research. to me, like that's, mm-hmm. why does that not exist? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, in general, right? Like why, it just, it just sucks that, you know, 
a country like the United States is trying to make money, um, which is okay. Everyone's entitled to make some money. But why does it have to be military equipment, right? Like, they're, they're, the markets, geez, you know, you look at some companies with billion-dollar valuations, several hundred-billion-dollar valuations, and it's like, okay, you're not, you're not making enough money from all of this? Is this not enough? You know, you need to go and kill some people? Why, you know? Yeah. But it all ties down to what? Power. Right? Yeah, I mean. They need, they need mm-hmm, their power, for sure. their empire. They want to ride the closest line they can to not be recognized as a monopoly in a marketplace and still entertain competition while, yeah, you know, engulfing yeah, anything that tries to directly compete with them. In Absolutely. some respects. Yeah, and then you throw throw in like ethnic and religious divisions, and then you're like, oh, mm. that's the perfect recipe for yeah. chaos, really, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, like s- some of these conflicts like go back hundreds, thousands of years that people haven't gotten along, but now you have like artillery and jet bombers, stealth bombers, drones. Like it's it's a whole different ball game, and it, it's just yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> but it's it's crazy that you. Get, the bread and butter of the United States and and how they operate, right? It's the same for every single country. That list we saw earlier, right? Algeria, Somalia, Albania, Serbia, Cuba, El Salvador, all these different countries. It's the same thing. Find or make a country unstable, find the rebel group, fund them, give them some money, let them overthrow it, install a U.S.-backed government. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, they got that formula down. They literally got it down to a T. And then it also helps that, you know, they have um, they have Israel, they have Pakistan. Uh, I was looking at the other day, they pretty much have a stronghold in China, right? Hong Kong. Everywhere in the world, they have a base and they have a stronghold. And so it helps them, right? Especially with the whole situation in Afghanistan. Having Pakistan nearby is perfect. Um, it helped them way back during the soviet area era now it's helping them now and a lot of, a lot of pakistanis you know they say you know no no you know this is not true and i totally get why they're saying that i totally understand why they're saying no you know our country is not involved but it's just fact it's like i'm not trying to hate on your country dude yeah and it's and it's uh it's the is isi the ISI. yeah it's their intelligence service it's like the CIA smuggling or assisting mm-hmm. with the smuggling of cocaine from Nicaragua or sorry from South America to fund the Nicaragua Nicaraguan rebels like mm-hmm. okay. when you when okay. you say, when you yeah. say it's not my government it's like yeah because the ISI and the CIA you don't elect them you don't know what's exactly. going on you exactly. don't have exactly. you really don't have like a power or like citizen oversight over these things and i mean in the U.S. with the CIA, they say they do, but anytime there's Freedom of Information Act, stuff's redacted. They won't release stuff where mm-hmm. everybody who's involved in it was dead. MK Ultra, yeah. <clears throat> they found like they literally burned all the records. The CIA director was burned all the records. Get rid of it, so that like that's why they don't really know how much. So it's the same thing when like mm-hmm. saying like your government or your country's mm-hmm. responsible. It's like a very small group of people yeah, with exactly. geopolitical aims are making these decisions and they affect everybody's lives. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's yeah. shitty when you want, cause like everybody has some level of patriotism or of nationalism. Course, of course. Um, 
So like when you find out that the, like that's what your country's been participating in, a lot of the time it's easier to just deny it. Of course, mm-hmm. I I would get offended. Yeah, you know, easily I, mean, I would get offended. Nobody nobody wants to know that like the thing that you were like working for and trying mm-hmm. to build towards mm-hmm. as a country is like oh they're sponsoring shitty things that I don't want to be a part of. Exactly, and it's and like you said, right? It's not their fault. It's not them. It's not them at all. They can't even elect it, right? Yeah. Um. So for good reason they would deny it well luckily though you know i've gotten a lot of pakistani nationals who were in my dm saying you know i totally understand i've I've read this i've mm-hmm. talked about it with my parents and my family and they say yes this is all true um and i commend those people right like thank you very much for standing up in solidarity um but like i said right it's it's just fact like it's it just happens to be pakistan it's it could could have been any other country, right? It could have been Iran, it could have been Tajikistan, it could have been Uzbekistan, it could have been yeah. any other country, but mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and like a lot of these other countries are involved. It just seems that like from what I've seen and and heard, like a, it's mostly Pakistan, and mm-hmm. part of that is Afghanistan as a country used to be larger in area, yes, correct, which exactly. you and which is now pakistan's territory correct exactly. so and then on the southern border of afghanistan which is the border with pakistan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's mostly pashtun people that's right and they're on both sides of the border so it really benefits pakistan to make sure that like afghanistan is unstable and that there's a pashtun favorable government so that pakistan can keep their current borders that's right and like they're literally just playing geopolitics and like it's it's literally a small group of people who are worried about losing a piece of land from their country that is willing to sponsor a rebel group that is now they're sponsoring the mahajadeen in the 80s so Mm -hmm. what's this 50 60 years that they've been interfering with afghanistan and like that's two two to three generations of people's Mm -hmm. lives yeah that you've been fucking with over a border. Yeah. Well, first of all, might I say I commend your knowledge of that. That is shit. That's something I honest to God learned only like a year ago. So good for you for knowing that. But also the fact that that southern border was is not recognized by Afghanistan because it was made by... What's the gentleman's name? Mortimer Duran. Yeah, He's it was a British fellow. Yeah, it was a British. It's same sort. Like as much as we like to critique Duran line, you could look that up. As much as we like to critique the Americans, like I was saying this earlier when we were kind of going over some of the history of Afghanistan, and it's so complex. There's been so many empires. There's the great game between Russia and yeah, Britain yeah, in like the 1800s, yeah. 1900s, over Afghanistan again, partially because of British India and like the territory disputes there. And, and you just realize, like, it's it's just kind of in the mi- when you say Central Asia, that is Afghanistan. Like, yeah, it is in the yeah. middle of of Asia. Yeah, that's right. And and it's just like this. Everybody has to kind of move through it, and because of that, like the British and the Russians yeah, and the Americans, um, and the the Saudis and the Pakistani, like, at, like you start looking at the list of people who've been interfering with the country, yeah. and you're like. No wonder there's this much unrest. Like yeah. everybody, exactly. six different major, I'm going to say major powers. Some are more regional yeah. powers, yeah. but like fairly significant powers, a few of them being significant nuclear powers yeah. are all yeah. interested yeah. in yeah. this small landlocked Central Asian country. Like it's going to create a lot of tension. A lot. Yeah. And now China's, you know, poking their heads. I know. mean, I, I feel like it's never talked about either, but they have a border with China. 
Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's very small. Yeah, yeah, but they border China. Yeah, Yeah. still border. And then you know, also in respect to how, I'm not too sure the extent, but the lithium resource in Afghanistan is is poking some eyes. It's huge. It it is big, and I mean that is demanded if we are thinking about transitioning to Mm -hmm. a fully electric fleet let alone all the smart devices that already require lithium. Yep, Very yep, good point. But there's yep. massive battery demand. And, yep. I mean, you you know, you want to think about, like, the way in which, oh, we invest our money and what is ethical and what's not ethical. Mm-hmm. Well, ha- how are these lithium mines being mined? Who's doing it? And yeah. who's getting the benefit of these places? Yeah. 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 Um, and, I mean, I don't – maybe I'll look it up to understand the extent of it, but I think it is somewhere in the top ten at least of lithium. I heard that a, It is, but it, it, there isn't enough infrastructure. There's no infrastructure. To, yeah, yeah, so it would be right. starting from the ground up to try to get those like, those things up to like speed. Like ground, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Ex- so even then they haven't evaluated it or estimated properly, it properly, yeah. but even then it's estimated that. Okay. Yeah. So the IEA, the international energy agency. Okay. So I, I don't know how accurate this is, but I, I've heard Bolivia has the biggest lithium deposits and they think Afghanistan might be second, potentially first, Holy. but since it's so under like the infrastructure just isn't there. Mm-hmm. And like, so here we go. Yeah. State backed projects motivated in part by geopolitics could be a different sort. China, the world mm. leader in mining rare earth uh, minerals, said Monday that it has maintained contact and communication with the Afghan Taliban. China, uh, the go. next door, yeah. is embarking on a very significant green energy development program. Lithium and the rare earths are so far irreplaceable because of their density and physical properties. Those minerals uh, factor into their long term plans. Because, of course, yeah, they're mo- China's mobilizing in a very. Well, who, you know, they're building all the electronics. They need the yeah. supply chain. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, exactly. if our supply chain right now in the state, it's in in respect to microchips in our cars, um, or any indication on what's happening in the future, um, I'm sure this past track record of China building up infrastructure and and making you know their banks fund it and the deals that they get, um. The- the maybe our new reality there yeah i was gonna maybe that was one of the things i wanted to bring up with you is uh what do you think china's influence is going to be because like they typically are willing to work with governments that don't respect human rights so working with the taliban to them i don't think that's really going to be a hindrance not at all um but i they also tend to work with countries that have at least some kind of central government because to like do infrastructure projects on that scale. You can't have some people in the mountain shooting at your staff. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it doesn't yeah. work that well. So do you think China is going to partner up with the Taliban and there's going to be major infrastructure product projects? Or do you think uh, like there's just going to be more infighting that doesn't allow for those projects to happen? I mean, it seems highly, highly unlikely that China ever puts boots on the ground because they haven't really done that since the 50s with North Korea. I would imagine it's more just going to be like next level drone strikes. Um, I, I, you know what? I think China is going to try definitely because like you said, right, they don't care what they do. As long as you can make me some money, just yeah. go do whatever the hell I'm going to turn a blind eye. However, it looks like, and this is what me and my friends were talking about, um, Afghan community. Um, it looks like China is, is just chilling out and waiting to see what's going to happen. Mm. It's, it's going to be years i'd say yeah oh yeah because yeah. only like in by by this week uh, 
probably literally like end of this month, um, they're going to announce their government, right? The Taliban government. Which, side note, when you think about it, how is a group of rebels forming government, right? It's That's so same foreign w- to me. Same way the Cubans did it, same way every other coup's ever worked. You kind of overthrow the current government with a smaller rebel group. You commit a large amount of uh, show trials to try and form some sort of legitimacy that like, hey, we're having a proceeding before I shoot you, but I know I'm going to shoot you. But we're going to have a show trial. Like, I have a show trial to, like, give legitimacy to the fact I am now governing. It's not an execution. It's a trial. I wish we even had that. But unfortunately, they're executing the living hell out of every single um, anyone that blocks their way. And I I think, I mean, now that they all have Twitter, I think they have a much better understanding of Western media than they did in the 90s. 100%. And you can already see that when they're talking about, like, we're going to respect women's rights but they're going to be segregated from men. And like, there's this, all this like list of things that have to happen. And like, we're going to, you know, give leniency to people who worked with Americans because they were doctors and blah, blah, blah. And if they go to America, they're going to be dishwashers and it's a shame. They should be here and like doing their trade. And you're like, wow, they understand what to say, but I Mm -hmm. really have a hard time believing based on, literally every single other revolution or coup in history it generally starts with you take power and it's a very messy bloody killing of all your rivals and anybody who opposes your ideology and then after you have like a year to two of that then you start to form like some kind of government infrastructure so so i'll i'll tell you something interesting about this again this whole china thing um there's three different talibans so there's taliban that you hear of generally right and that's Mm -hmm. who we all refer to however there's three different designations within that there's the haqqani network which i believe derives from pakistan and then there's the yakubi network which comes from afghanistan and then there's baradar which is i'm not sure but there's three different factions of Taliban. Right. And so when China is trying to negotiate with the Taliban, they're negotiating with the Taliban that is stationed in Afghanistan. Right. Hmm. But there's also the Taliban that come from Pakistan. And again, this is, you know, if a Pakistani is listening to this and they're saying no, I'm sorry, but it's facts, right? The I ISI mean, chief was literally in Kabul a couple days ago. I mean... Mm-hmm. Wikipedia literally talks in depth about Pakistan's support for yeah, the Taliban exactly. and like ha- and like the schools that trained the original Taliban were mostly yeah, on yeah, the border of yeah, Afghanistan yeah, and yeah. Pakistan. Like it's undeniable there was yeah, Pakistani yeah, exactly, influence. Exactly. So so yeah, so that ISI chief being there just if anyone was doubting it, there you are, right? So Recently, what happened was these three factions are now becoming greedy for power. Here comes the infighting. Okay. Same thing that happened with the Mahajadeen, because there's three factions with them too, wasn't there? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So now they're like, wait a minute, you know, I'm Afghan. This is my country. I need to be in power. But then the Haqqani network, right? The ISI backed. Well, they're all ISI backed. um, Was like, no, you know, we helped you out. We need to install ourselves. The other faction was like, no, this is my time to shine. Mm. 
So I think China ultimately is just going to say, hold up, let's, and there he is, the ugly. I mean, the other interesting thing too is I know Pakistan was one of the first countries to sign on to China's Belt and Road Initiative. And I want to say they're one of the countries that have received the most support. So I would be very intrigued to see how that plays out with the Pakistan-backed factions and see if you essentially get like a... Chinese Pakistani puppet government in Afghanistan Holy, through the Taliban. What a what a mess that would be. Yeah. I'm really hoping I'm wrong. I don't I honestly don't think that would happen because quite frankly you look at history, right? You look at um the Brits, you look at America, you look at Soviets. It you just can't engulf Afghanistan at once. Yeah. You can try, like in my, right now, you know, yeah. Afghanistan is pretty much at the mercy of everyone. Yeah. Although you have seen women protest and everyone out on the roads recently, right? As of yet. Um, but I don't think it's going to come into fruition. I think they're going to try. But I think China will be like, oh, you know what? If Afghanistan is willing, we'll move over Pakistan. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. help you out. Yeah. I don't mind that. I'll take it. Hey, you know, we had this conversation earlier too. It's like, if you're choosing between the third civil war or a authoritarian Chinese backed government yeah. with a lit, like where you actually have running water and electricity. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I'm going to pick the People running water ha- and electricity a livelihood and, you know, build something yeah. Yeah. of yeah. their own jobs, education, yeah. future of children. Yeah. I'll take it. Willing, yeah. can, you know, traveling in and out of a country though, you know, yeah, exactly. I guess the other point of contention with China getting involved more with the, uh, Arab world in Afghanistan is they're committing genocide against the Uyghur Muslims. Yeah, there's also so that. I yeah, I I wonder too if like China is gonna see any any kind of like retribution almost from the the Arab world or like any kind of more jihadist regimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they just they haven't seemed to, and I think that inf- all those infrastructure projects. And uh, their willingness to play extreme hardball has kept people yeah, away. That's, a, that's an interesting perspective. I mean, it probably it felt it feels like it's already gone under the radar. So, it, when it comes to the big big money deals, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's you know. Yeah, I mean, if if Pakistan is sponsoring these rebel groups in Afghanistan, but then they're taking Chinese money and they're like the biggest financial supporter of the taliban at the moment it seems i guess they're probably not gonna have a problem with chinese money coming in yeah 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 exactly but nevertheless right we might in a year see the taliban turn on pakistan right Mm -hmm. and then china will just be like no thanks you know see you later we don't need this because like you said there might be infighting as they're trying to extract resources yeah Yeah. and what would be like just between the factions now what is the primary reason for the infighting between the Taliban between these power, power. power. yeah because they all they all agreed to become this jihadists right yeah yeah um to all have power to all have influence but now they're being told you know you're going to be divided up they're like no this is not what we signed up for and there's some rules to this division and and this is how if you're going to be legitimate in the wor- in the face of the world you need to prescribe certain things i right. guess yeah, is is, yeah. is the the you know the butting edge for these for these groups to yeah. deal with yeah yeah exactly right um 
So, so we'll see, right? Yeah. We'll see. I mean, hopefully, a, a, a bunch of us are saying, hopefully the Taliban turns their back, right? And says no. Um, but again, we're, we're the, the, the point, the fact is, though, the war is not going to end. The war is not going to end for, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years? Yeah. Ever? I, mean, I don't know. The, war, the only time Afghanistan has ever seen peace was from 1920 when they declared their, what I call a faux independence. I don't know why Afghanistan celebrates Independence Day. We were never actually a part of the Brits. We were forced into it. And then um, the king at that time, Amunullah Khan, was like, no. Anyway, we declared independence in 1919. From then until 1979, or five, I should say. Yeah, because then the Soviets get involved, right? Then the Soviets got involved. Was but that era, those eras of King Zayar Shah and then the guy pre- prior to him, were probably the best times of Afghanistan. And you can see mm-hmm. it online, right? Yeah. You see yeah. Vogue visited Afghanistan. Um, there were there were French embassies, there were Japanese embassies. All the, my my mom had Japanese neighbors, like her neighbors were Japanese. Wow. You had everyone from all over the world. It was the most peaceful time. Hippies, right? Yeah, the the, the hippie trail. The hippie trail. The, all the Europeans would, because like the, in pull, the Middle East, the hippie trail. Let, yeah, let's, the let's, Af- let's, let's Afghanistan was like this this kind of like peaceful place that yeah, you'd like yeah, backpack yeah. through Afghanistan. Yeah, backpack through Afghanistan into India on the hippie yeah, trail. Hippie yeah. trail. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Apparently, Afghanistan has got probably the best Kush. Besides BC, so this is what I'm told. Yeah, I mean, well, they have like you. It is a strain. I um, Hindu Kush, right? Literally. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing like uh, footage of like U.S. Uh, soldiers, and they're like driving around, and there's like little Afghan kids just smoking hashish <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> and like uh, the so- the soldiers are like, horrible. oh my god, <laughs> the so I like one of the soldiers in the because they're in like a LAV like lightly armored vehicle. Um, no. And they're just like, man, if I were that kid, I'd be doing the same thing. This place, like, if I lived oh. here, there's no way I wouldn't be yeah, getting yeah, high, yeah, yeah. right? I like, try to remove myself from yeah. my yeah. reality. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Russian kids in the '90s. There's a a stand-up skit where the comedian's like, "Yeah, I when I went to Russia, I decided to go in the early '90s by myself for some random reason, and like all of the all of the kids in their pocket had shoe glue." Holy shit. Because they'd sniff glue yeah, to get high. Sniff. He was like, I didn't understand any of the language, but I there's this like guy sitting on the street. He had a hole oh hole God. in his shoe, and he uh, points at these this group of kids, and he goes uh, in Russian, obviously. Yeah. And uh, it <laughs> that was, was great. What's who in Russian? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy but kids. It was like. <laughs> So well known that these kids would have shoe glue that he's like, points at the kids, points to his shoe, and the kid's like, "Mm." gives him the shoe glue out of his pocket to glue his shoe, takes it back, takes a big whiff, and does like, and it's the same thing, right? Like, it's it's horribly sad to see when a state has failed and children are like, you know, they're now un- having to remove themselves from yeah, reality yeah, through. Yeah. yeah, that's when it starts to like. Yeah, I think because it's so point. it's so easy, especially we were talking about this earlier too with all the American media. Like that's part of their soft power, you know. Like you watch a movie from the eighties, every villain is Russian. You watch in like the two thousands, every villain, every every villain is like 
Arab of some kind. Like it's just yeah, like yeah. if you have brown skin, you're the enemy, right? Kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like that's how the shows and movies portray them. You see like Lone Survivor and all these Afghanistan like all these movies, all that's part of their soft power. So it like seems like anybody who looks like that is the enemy. Yeah. And then you see the reality in a video like that and some ten year old kid is like smoking hashish because like his town is occupied by Taliban and American soldiers and he doesn't understand what the fuck is going on just like mm-hmm. we didn't understand when we were seven years old and we saw boots yeah. on the ground on the news we didn't 100%. know what that shit was about but we didn't have to experience the fucking reality of it yeah we could do click yeah, yeah oh right. change the channel click on the Simpsons I feel sad click. but I, honestly I will say though I've never been to Afghanistan and I'm the only one in my family who's never been every mm-hmm. single one of my even my younger brother has been I haven't mm-hmm. but from what I hear They've got the best standards of living, honest to God. Because, well, you know, at that point, it's like you just expect to hear bombs and yep. guns and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you just you 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 erase all that. You you don't hear that anymore. But what you get paid and how much housing costs and what products cost, mm-hmm. groceries, food, living, all that stuff, is on par with what you're getting paid. There's of course a handful of the population who don't have any opportunities right yeah probably more like mountainous regions where it's like still not, very not agrarian even, not, not honestly not even no like, even just outside of kabul like my mom was telling me she went to kabul and just outside of it and there were these little girls selling plastic bags she was they were selling plastic mm. bags you know wow. that's how they make their income and yeah so it's so so heartbreaking wow. but there's not there's not really a huge inequality gap mm-hmm. right but there is some people with opportunity like you look at some restaurants and you look at their, their hotels and gyms and all that stuff and it looks like something you'd see here yeah it's actually it, it, it's surprising but goddamn is the standard of living there nice there's it's, it's not a capitalist environment no one's go 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 you know mm-hmm. rush to work or any of that stuff it's very chill. it's like you know south of france mm-hmm. You know, you show up to work, you have your tea. It's you, like those lazy Italians. Uh, yeah, you got your exactly. siesta midday. Yeah, exactly. have some tea, have a chat, right? You take a nap in the middle of the day. All that's that honestly how it should be. It's it's beautiful. I mean, also you you know you look around and it's an it's an absolutely stunning landscape from the photos I've seen. And I mean, also too, like you said, I think that culture you're entertaining a life of kind of minimalism mm-hmm. and you know simplicity and enjoying your community, people around you. And I mean, there's something so attractive about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, plenty of people have whatever read The Kite Runner and whatnot. Yeah, these yeah, books yeah. that, yeah. that mm. describe in this, you know, this land. Like for me, I when I think about Afghanistan, I think about those books and reading those and being so infatuated with this culture and this and this, I guess, the surroundings as well. You read that in in school? Yeah, I read that in school, and then yeah, I read, okay, uh, okay. I guess, the Mountain Suns. Yeah, I've re- the follow up one. There's three, and I've read two of them. They're yeah. both really good books. You read by uh by uh what was his name? Uh, Kala- Khalid. No, Khalid, Khalid Husseini. Yeah, I think yeah, you're yeah. right. That's I think it. you're yeah. right. Yeah. Wow, you guys actually did. Yeah, uh, that... you read both books. You read one. I've read, yeah, the the kite runner and then the mount, uh, mountain of many suns or there's something. Three and I read two. He's like he's such a good writer. Man. His writing is amazing. Wow, I'm and very impressed. He guys read more. And that though, like it was almost like an inspiration. Like I want to go there. I want to see it. Like wow. the, his writing really does translate. Wow, that's gum, really. into yeah. a feeling. I mean, for me too. Like the 
it's it's almost like we were talking about how you you said like the the like 1920 to like 75 we'll call it it was like the kind of like the golden age yeah, yeah, of yeah, afghanistan yeah. and like the kite reiner takes place like right as the soviets yes, yes, come right. and and like you get to it's it's crazy because you get to see or like get to read this story about like how somebody's just like average normal life that's like very relatable to me who at the time was like a teenage western kid i was like hey i actually am like relate to all these characters they're like day-to-day lives and issues and then boom the soviets come in and the war happens and the whole world changes for them Mm -hmm. yeah and like yeah that that contrast you get is really really good yeah and it is amazing like that book it's written in such a way that it is something that you read in in high school or it, it's kind of an established literary um yeah i would say it's like a literary a, train when you're kind of when you're yeah, le- learning yeah. to read and understanding stories it's and like a new age classic that's, yeah for that, sure wow that's that's cool we didn't read that in high school unfortunately but i did have some friends in n-dub who said we're currently reading the kite runner and i was like oh yeah that's very cool yeah i guess there's maybe just like one teacher who really liked the book or something yeah i forget why and then yeah, yeah, reading the same. But I kind of wanted to watch this video. Going back to the hippie trail. Oh yeah, the hippie trail. Let's check this out. Oh man, y'all would love this. I kind of want some narration. I feel like, <laughs> um, what what's the like? It was like a yoga meditation thing that all the white people fell for and went to India. It's uh, in like the sixties, seventies. Yes. What Hare is Krishna movement? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I feel like that. Does that not play into this hippie trail at all? It might. Isn't isn't that all the Silk Road, the huge network? Yeah. 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 Because I guess the the Shame hippie trail is kind of like doing the Silk Road. Oh, you know what? Actually, you know what's funny? I met um. There was this friend when I was in France. I was uh, I met this one dude, and I, he was like, "Oh, where are you from?" and all that stuff. And I was like, "Oh, Afghanistan." And I've never met someone who wasn't Afghan that was in Afghanistan at that time that my parents were, so the 70s. Hmm. And he had said that when they used to go, they used to rock climb, they used to hike. There was not much to, you can ski, you can absolutely ski there. Um, But he'd do all these things and he was hiking the hippie trail and all that good stuff. And he was like, it was such a normal place. Like you would never, he, he had said that at that time, if he had known Afghanistan would become what it is now, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have, uh, he wouldn't have believed it. Well, quite frankly, and this was the mm. 70s. So, so it's like, cool. Isn't that crazy? Like like five years is all it takes. And for, for him to, to have that great yeah, experience yeah, yeah, and to yeah, like yeah, to yeah, have yeah. that part. He had he wow. had a a, 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 a Lodge. Uh, what is it? Lapis lazuli. So lapis lazuli in Farsi is uh, Lajwad and it's a mineral. Right. And so he literally had a stone oh, of lapis oh, yeah, lazuli. Yeah. And it's native. Well, it's native to Afghanistan, but there's obviously in a bunch of other places. Oh, but, but there's lots it, of deposits of oh, that yeah, stone. Yeah. There's, oh, there's, I mean, there's thousands of minerals you can find there in Afghanistan, which yeah. is partly probably why you know the reason why all these countries want to go there. But when you think about it, right, rock climbing and hiking and all that stuff—that's something we do, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Like when yeah. you think about Matt, for example, Matt would love to you know take a trip up to Afghanistan. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Ski overnight, backcountry ski. Like that's like. It's a normal country, but unfortunately, there's just a f- there's like what what is it like seventy thousand people fucking it up for everybody right now? 
something like that. And now they, <laughs> and now they took literally and, uh, right. And now they're uh, they're kitted out like, look, and look some, at that man. Some camo and that was some... literally my mom at one point. I mean, looking through these photos, it just looks like anywhere else yeah. in the seventies. Exactly. Right? Look at like that. a country over on that side in the seventies, especially. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. We got mini skirts on, <laughs> right? Look at that. You know. Yeah, like there's Soviet bloc countries that look like they would have been a worse place to live in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Beautiful 100%. Oh, there's a... Uh, oh, my God. I there's a coat, that, coat. that... Yeah, so that's that's like... I forgot what it's called, but it, John Lennon wore this coat and it became huge and everyone started uh, making it and wearing it. Wow. But he got it from Afghanistan. That style and that cut. Yeah, if you look up John Lennon, John Lennon Afghan coat, you'll, okay. you'll see it. So that was pretty crazy, the fact that John Lennon had that i don't think he went to afghanistan but he he yeah own, owned like there. a he, maybe it wasn't maybe it was one of those guys maybe it wasn't john, one of the, a, one a of beatles, beatles yeah. Ringo star i don't know yeah something like okay one of those guys but nevertheless yeah it was a it was an afghan code and these guys had it and... yeah somewhere it's hidden in the ether but anyways yeah like that that style that cut yeah I really, I don't know. Really be like a find it. They, they, it literally went up for auction, and I don't know. It sold for like several hundred thousand dollars. But oh yeah, anything fine, Beatles. Later, yeah, anything Beatles related is gonna go for yeah, too yeah, much yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Those guys were definitely entertaining the hippie trail. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they would have yeah. loved that. Oh. I would have loved it, man. I yeah. would have gone and oh come yeah. on, like seriously, you're just hanging out. Imagine, imagine popping some acid in the Panjshir Valley. Don't even know where that is, but I've... Look up the Panjshir Valley. That's where all up. the fighting has taken place, because it's the only okay. place Taliban can't Pan- take. So it's Panj with a J. Okay. And then S-H-I-R. Valley. Valley, yeah. You'll see it. There you go. Oh. So that's like the only... Oh, these are not good photos. Yeah, that that does definitely it doesn't... It kind of reminds me of the Okanagan. Justice, but yeah right i mean like a yeah. Niamata valley kind yeah. of vibe yeah Just yeah exactly well, big look at river all running through a huge mountain is this this is not yeah is not and this. i love how this is what pops up first <laughs> yeah there's exactly. no that's May- not what's supposed to um, pop Pasture even... valley 1970s see if that pops yeah, anything sure, up. Sure. yeah Some so film. that's that's where my mom is from okay that's where she grew up and she's like we used to sleep outside every oh yeah summer. look at this yeah there you go that's more like but yeah i'm i'm getting like Okanagan vibes. Yeah, yeah, hella, hella. So my, when when we took my mom to wow. Okanagan, she was like, she, she was connected really just with that landscape. Like, what the hell is all this? This yeah. is literally Afghanistan. Wow. When I went to San Jose, it looked just like Afghanistan because that's like on the same, um, what do you call that? Like the Equator? latitude, the latitude. same latitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So San Jose and zone. Afghanistan is like the same place. So wow. that, was, that was cool. Latitude or longitude? One of the two. Well, I can never. Long. But yeah, man, cool, very interesting place. Oh yeah, that was the the Buddha of Bamyan, but yeah, that got also, taken down. Yeah, oh, didn't was, the Taliban or <sighs> someone? How do you know this? Wow, I'm so impressed. This, I, I, I was, I saw some photo. I, I was blown away. But this is, this doesn't exist anymore. No, it was well, like that. That is what is is left of it. But inside of there, there was a figure. Oh, there was a, there was a, yeah, there was a Buddha. It, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was and, like cause, fi- cause fifteen hundred years old, right? It was probably like one of the oldest. I don't know how they made it. I actually don't know how they so made it. So what's the site called? A lot of hard labor. Buddha of Bamyan. There you go. Bamyan. Oh, yeah, yeah there. there you go. Okay. I mean. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, just that's beautiful. 
Like, look at that. And that's because Afghanistan was all Buddhists back then. That was just before the Islamic right. Revolution. Because that would have been when the Mughal Empire was, like, northern India and Afghanistan. Correct. So that's where all the Buddhist exactly. influence would have come from. Stunning. Yeah, And this that's is what funny. it is now. Wow. Yeah, Completely flattened. Well, and then you think about it, right? It's like, okay, the Taliban at that time said, oh, you know, we're for peace and stability and whatever in Afghanistan, and we're Muslims. But then they do this to their yeah. own country. It's like, really? Are you really Afghan? No. No. I mean, yeah, it's like peace that should be cherished and celebrated by the world. I yeah, mean, this, exactly. I'm sure, was on the list of, like, world wonders before it was... I'm sure, like, I'm I mean, sure it, it should have been if it wasn't. The extent of this but is now, beautiful. But now, after the fact, it was um, probably a like UNESCO a, heritage site. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I, yeah, it's at least has that status now. But it is insane. It reminds me of... Um, Where's that other place? I think it might be. Is it Petra? Where they there's a yeah, carved in, in, in Jordan. Oh, yeah, Jordan, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. but a similar style vibe I'm getting here, right? Yeah. Carved into oh, the sandstone. I, you know what? I didn't even put the two together. Yeah, but they very could, similar. Very similar. Like why? Why was it a thing back then? To, on the side of a cave. Well, I think it's probably a mountain, like Petra. Cliff. I think they kind of like carved almost like living space into the mountainside. Yeah, and, people, and like it was a. So it was a just place like of worship. Thing. But how do they do that? I don't understand. What what do they do it with? Uh cheap labor. Yeah. <laughs> but like how? Oh, we only killed 50 people today. <laughs> only only... <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Good but you stats. see you see the Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. I mean that What the very similar. Yeah, little different on the architecture, of course, but, but, but yeah, very similar yeah, yeah, right. environment. Looking, looking yeah. at the wall, we're going to carve this into it. Yeah, I, I cool. don't How have the artistic do vision for that. No. Think about that. Yeah, I don't know. Cheap labor. Yeah. I mean. But wow, I, look at that, right? Yeah, when you got a couple of whips and you're the king, you can make a lot happen. <sighs> yeah. you can. That's true, and it was all yeah, uh, a monarchy back I just then. can't stop looking at this. Wow. Whoa, is that what it would have looked like, like back in the day? Like it was. I guess that I'm sure it would have had oh, some paint yeah, on it, and it yeah, would have been. Yeah, you're right. Because they probably threw like minerals at it and it just changed color permanently. Yeah. Right? Oh, was there a wow. second one? Uh, what? So maybe there was two and the one, the smaller one over here might have collapsed. Maybe, maybe. Or maybe just another spot. If if the whole country was Buddhist for a yeah, while, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. It's unbelievable. Wow. Like I'm I'm learning. Yeah, this is really cool. Putting dot, connecting dots right now. Yeah. Holy crap, dude. So now I kind of want to. Okay, I just want to figure out when this they estimate this was. Yeah, yeah, finished. Because I don't even know. Okay, what are they saying here? Um, you know, there were two sixth-century oh. monumental statues. Yeah. Both Buddhas. Sixth-century. Wow. So this is who they were modeling after, I guess. Wow. Oh, wow. That know, is actually that's there, cool. okay. Northwest of Kabul. There was um, an ancient. Muslim site in northern China. I would be cu- and they okay. destroyed it. I would be curious when the Taliban destroyed the Buddha statue and when China. Like, I wonder if that was a tit for tat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's see. Uh, uh, I would say like um, destroyed Muslim heritage site, uh, China. That should probably pull it up. But yeah, I want to say it was in the like north or northeastern because there's. Northern China's long had a fairly large Muslim population because of the Silk Road. Like all the traders yeah, coming yeah. from like 
because the, the Ottoman Empire was the big empire that was kind of like the the route from China through Central Asia to the Ottomans to the Europeans. Um, so yeah, there's actually fairly large. Yeah. Xinjiang. Mm. Oh, this is more recent. This is to do with the, the Uyghurs. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe uh, ancient. Throw ancient L- site in. List of destroyed heritage on Wikipedia. Is right there. Oh. Oh, right here. Might see something. Bahrain. Oh, this is just in general. Oh, I see. Go to yeah. I'll go, go to, to China. Go to China. There we go. Holy! They just well, that's what happens when you've. Things. Well, that's also what happens when you're like one of the oldest civilizations. You're gonna have a lot of yeah, that's true. stuff that's to get true. destroyed. And like look at that eight forty five. That shit was built. Like yeah, <laughs> you got some time to build and knock down. <laughs> yeah, twelve hundred years goes by. Yeah, you got to make some space every once yeah. in a while. Yeah, yeah you gotta seriously. you gotta do a hard reset. <laughs> just a hard reset. <laughs> Wow, I mean, which makes you think, right? If if they had to, like, destroy things and start over, yeah. God knows. What if we're in that time right now, right? What if yeah. Afghanistan flourishes in 100 years? Man, I hope so. I, they've I had, truly hope so. Yeah, I'd, I I mean, it'd be nice if everybody could just flourish, but that doesn't really seem to be reality. That's yeah. a bit of... Not for as long as... Not really how the world powers around. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's not been, really how the world works. Yeah. yeah there's always been ebbs and flows, right? Like in history, it's like China was the height of science yeah, and technology yeah, yeah. for a while. And then Europe was just a dirty plague infested shithole for a while. And the yeah. Muslim world was killing it. It was like the golden yeah, age yeah, of yeah, mu- yeah, like right, right, of Islam. Right. Like it's, it's, it is kind of an ebb and flow. It's just very hard to uh, put that into context when your high was a thousand years ago. Like you don't really get to relate to that, right? You know what? I think you're absolutely right. And I did not even think about that to until right now. You're right. Cause when you think about it, Ottoman empire at that time was engulfed that whole era. era, Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And Afghanistan was part of it. Yeah. weren't necessarily ruling it. Right. That came and went, who was before? Was it Julius Caesar during that time or before? Uh, we're testing the history now. I want to say it was for as far as Afghanistan, it was like Persian Empire. Then Alexander the Great conquers yeah, yeah, yeah. and moves into like Delhi. He makes his way down to Delhi. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I want to say Mongols and then the Mughals. And then after that, then you start to get the European colonial intervention which is what we're which is yeah sounds pretty accurate yeah and like all of today's kind of problems mostly center start around like i i guess you could say brit the british um the british and the russian great game and then after world war one when the ottoman empire falls france and britain partition a bunch of the ottoman empire into their empires and then like that is part of the reason we have the problems we have in Syria today and like all of that is a byproduct of that. Um, wow. And then right. The British empire too, right? The sun never sets on the British empire. Exactly. You would have never thought that Britain would just become this small country with a couple colonies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Spread mm-hmm. out throughout the world. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. It, and it's like it's like every empire Empires fall or yeah. rise and fall. The, so we're just going through a time when yeah, Afghanistan just gets the short end of the stick. Unfortunately. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. sucks when you have and to we're be We're living there. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. But like that that is kind of like you can almost point out any place in the world and like if you go back to a certain point in history, yeah. pick out a time yeah, yeah. when like they're flourishing. I mean, like human life and like the well, I shouldn't say human life cuz there's like Neanderthals and all these different kind of like sapiens that yeah. evolve. But like once Homo sapiens evolve and like the the first kind of instant of not just being hunter gatherers is in the fertile crescent of kind of like the Mediterranean and the Middle East, mm-hmm. like yeah, Iran yeah, and yeah, Mesopotamia yeah. and Afghanistan. Yeah, it's literally civilization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's essentially like the Mediterranean and the Middle East. They think that they came to farming on their own, like they figured it out. Uh-huh. And yeah. then China and the Inca Empire and like the, the kind of South America. Those are the three different spots in the world where independently civilization kind of figured itself out. So, I mean, and and now you look at South America and like after the colonization that's happened there and kind of, you could say they're in the downside of their ebb and flow, the Middle East, depending on what country you're in, right? Like even Greece, like Greece is a bankrupt country right now. They're not killing it either, right? Like all these places, I mean, the Roman Empire, you look at Italy now, like it's it's not... one of the smaller European countries doesn't have like huge economic might. Like mm-hmm. all of these places change and have different, yeah, yeah, different yeah. Um, good times and bad times. It's just when you look on it on like a, a larger scale, it's such a long time frame. And mm-hmm. then you, you like, you know, your, your mom grew up in Afghanistan mm-hmm. and then they, they fled to Moscow. Like you have this personal intergenerational connection that makes mm-hmm. it so much more real. Mm-hmm nobody's going to be complaining about, you know, the Mongol conquest anymore because, and I shouldn't say complain because it's not a good way of saying it, but like, like discussing the issues that that caused because, you know, that was centuries ago. You don't have that connection to it, but right, when, right, you know, right. you, you have like the collapse of the Soviet union. That wasn't that long ago. You have the Holocaust. That wasn't that long ago. We have, uh, people, you know, grandparents that would have lived through that. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah, Afghanistan, yeah. and there's people that are born there today that, like, we've went to school with yourself, right? Like, yeah, and yeah, it makes yeah, it yeah, a yeah. lot harder to be like, oh, it's just one of those like, you know, sixty year bad times we're having, right? Like, it, that's okay. What? So we're gonna just say the three generations? You just sorry, short stick. I mean, that is kind of what you do, but yeah, yeah I mean, that's what we've been kind of told. Yeah, yeah our generation. Yeah. Like just on a global scale, yeah. In terms of the the global crises that we have to deal, let alone the geopolitical crises we have to deal with, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Seriously, but yeah, and I mean, even you know, nodding to to the earlier conversation of seeing how China has risen now. I mean, and the U.S. is kind of sort of shrinking in respect to what China's been able to do in the tech tech world and, mm-hmm. and their ability mm-hmm. to grow in that respect. They're on the production up up. centralization of that the most important things that we need to run the world, which is microchips. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, where are we building microchips? Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe on the longer horizon over the hundred year, I mean, where, where do we see that going? I mean, they've already called the 21st century, the century of Asia. And I think that's extremely hard to dispute. Yeah. You look at India and China, like how are they not going to be the, like, key political players in the next you know 100 years right they have like what over a third of the world's population 
right? Because China's like 1.3 and India's like 1.3 or something like that. It's almost like a third of the population is in those two countries. And then you think about the communities of people who are Chinese or Indian that don't live in the country, right? They're going to have, yeah, it's, it's, they have, they're going to have a huge influence in the next 100, 100, 200 years. Yeah. It's, it's changing times. We think about our bubbles and trying to keep bursting them and think bigger and bigger perspective. But I mean, I, I always just think about how mind blowing it is that there's things like Bollywood, you know, and that makes more movies than Hollywood. Yeah. These huge pop culture industries that I have no idea about. I could not name the top Bollywood star, but you can imagine. Shah Rukh Khan. (laughs) I, You're plugged in. You're, you're plugged in. <laughs> I, Look him up. He's no. literally if you if you're Afghan or Indian or Pakistani or whatever the hell, and you don't know Shah Rukh Khan. I I you're not Khan? any of those countries. Yeah, Shah Rukh yeah. Khan. That's it. I uh, I know the like face. The most yeah. famous actor. Ever. Oh, okay. I've seen this guy before. You have there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like I feel like you can't. Okay, I've seen this guy. Not know who he is. If I mean, you know, yeah, this guy looks hell? like the Tom Cruise of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also have you seen any of the like action clips from like Bollywood movies? Oh what, my god, they're amazing. Ooh, let's pull up one. They're amazing, man. The like flips they're the br- 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 like if you think Fast and Furious is ridiculous, Bollywood hasn't topped. It's it's but it, it's better. It's it's better. Let's yeah, it's here. nice. But you know what? Honestly, like these Bollywood movies are like three hours long and. It listen if you ever want a Hindu girl or an Afghan girl, whatever, just sing some songs from a Bollywood movie. I swear to you, you have their heart. I promise you. Like it's I'm all not about, even joking. It's yeah, all about the uh, the music. Like I'm not even yeah. joking. Give them a song. You heard it here first, people. Please take your this advice and I, run with I, it. I'm not like tell my delete do this Tinder. To my delete Tinder. Learn a couple of Bollywood songs yeah, sing and well. get yourself Seriously, a wife. You they're the most cheesiest songs mm. like you'll ever hear. But girls will cry over it. I love it. And there like if there's an Afghan girl listening to this, she'll be like, yep, he's right. He's yeah. not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, well, I want to. Okay, let's see. Now I want to hear I want to hear a song <laughs> after this. Oh, that's loud. Jeez. Yeah, we can probably yeah, the car flip with the rose <laughs> handover. Yeah, that's that's the one I've seen before. That one's great. The action movies. Whoa. Well, this one looks good. I'm gonna just get my head here. Oh my god, this is a classic. Okay, I gotta give it to the director of this. That is probably I've that. Uh, how do you think about that? We're looking at a horse <laughs> sliding <laughs> under a semi truck, like we've seen in American action films where they with, slide a with a motorcycle. But it's a horse, and then the horse gets up, keeps running, and I think Peta would not like that. The animal rights advocates. That well, horse probably skinned its thigh doing that. <laughs> Just dragging it with ropes underneath. Come on. Oh, gotta get the God. shot. Gotta get the shot. Uh, this one looks good. Mm. Oh, it's a love story. This one actually kind of oh, looks like yeah. Fast and Furious. Oh, they raised the bar. Oh my, he's gonna make it. He's gonna make it. Oh my God. 
haters will say this is real. It, it's definitely real. It's real, huh? Oh my god. Lands in a wheelie, too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, look at that. Oh, I think look I've seen this before, yeah. Look at that. A diagonal yeah. flying job. Wait, did you see that? The Was that Rajputan Aviation? Did you see that? The who? Rasputin oh. Aviation? No, okay, different, different, different. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> What's he going to do? What's he going to do? Who's going to save him? He's going to jump into that thing Who's for sure. Save him? Oh, oh my god, it's gonna blow up? Uh, oh, fire, shit. but not really an explosion, James more Bond of a fire. Shit on these guys. No, Tom no, Cruise, no. James Bond, get the fuck out of here. Sean Connery, take a fucking seat. Take a seat. <laughs> take some notes. Damn. Sean Connery. Wow. Oh, man. You know, I think if there's one thing that can unite the world, it's like, if all the world leaders Bollywood sit down movies and watch some Bollywood, get drunk and watch some Bollywood some movies. Bollywood Come on, have some movies. laughs. Yeah, seriously. You know, honestly, yeah, they should go walk the hippie trail. Yeah, get fucked up, watch Bollywood movies. Yeah. I think, I think we would, we'd, yeah, whatever they got. Okay, yeah. smoke whatever they got. If it solves, mine some lithium. Yeah, <laughs> do it all. Do it all. If we're putting out a recommendation to the world leaders now, it's that, like you say, they join the hippie trail. You take whatever, maybe a 200 delegates, a big bus. Yeah. They all, they go through <laughs> Afghanistan. You got the drugs. You got the psychedelics. You got the liquor. You got, the, stand, you got the lifestyle, man. You got the you got lifestyle. The valleys and the mountains. Three months. That's it. Three months. That's all you need. Imagine if all the world leaders just took a three-month hippie retreat. I would, yeah. I would I think, love I it. I think the world, the world would just have no guns. Yeah. Just put it on pause. Three months. Yeah, as, as long we, as they did don't. did it before. As long yeah, as they're in quarantine. Yeah. yeah, no no worries. As long as they don't get their hand on opioids, uh, the, the, there might be world peace. Otherwise, mm -hmm. there's going to be some shitty business ideas <laughs> and uh, potentially some bad. Uh, yeah, there might be some backhand some deals. Uh, backhand deals. Ripe, ripe environment for shrooms, ripe mm -hmm. environment for marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think if they stick to the the more natural things, they might have better results. I uh, yeah, I, I, I would agree. So. I think so, man. I think so. Well, I think guys, if we've solved one thing, I think we've solved all the geo geopolitical problems. I believe so. I you firmly know? believe so. So, just remember, follow our advice, so it doesn't always get worse. You That's heard right. it here. Thank That's you for right. being on. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you for having this me. This is very my first fun. Podcast. Yeah, that was good. This that is was good. extremely fun. How long was that? Like two hours? Yeah, we're looking at that. It yeah. didn't even feel like two hours. Okay, yeah, goodbye, everyone. See you later.